The Money Show. Business Unusual. Boy, oh boy, am I sick of chat GPT. Every person who calls themselves a futurist is getting their knickers in a twist about chat GPT and they're angstful and they're worried and they're experimenting and they're trying to decide if it's going to put them out of business and so much so that I went and played myself on chat GPT this week and I asked it a couple of questions which I then screen grabbed and emailed them to myself on an email program that's not working properly, but I'm going to recall as best I can. I asked first opening question. I registered, as it asks you to do, and I asked it a question. Who is Bruce Whitfield? And it came back with an answer along the lines of Bruce Whitfield is a financial journalist who presents The Money Show on Cape Talk and 702. Uh, he does X, Y, and Z, a few other things. And then it got the second half. It, it omitted a bunch of stuff that I would think was quite important. That's publicly available online. Uh, and then it got a whole bunch about, of stuff about my career completely wrong. TV shows that I've not ever presented. Radio shows for companies I've not ever worked at. It's missed out on huge swathes of my illustrious career. And that was fine. Uh, I asked it how old I am, and it wasn't able to give me my age, so I quite like that. I asked it if I was married. It didn't know. I asked it if I had children. It didn't know. And I was delighted by that, by the way, because um, it, it suggests that I've been able to uh, keep uh, personal detail out of the public domain. And that gives me some comfort. It's not as if it's going and trawling home affairs, looking for details. So that was encouraging. Um, and then I said, I, I then got a little bit uh, cheeky. And I said, is Bruce Whitfield good looking? And it then was very, very cautious <laughs> in its response. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, it said. Uh, not everybody is, you know, agrees on what is, and th that was funny. And then I said, is Bruce Whitfield properly paid? And it went, no, he is massively underpaid. I wish it had said that. It, it just, it, again, it obfuscated around that point. Stephen Ambrose is the MD at Advanced Intellect. I'm sure you've played with ChatGPT as well, Stephen. Absolutely. Who hasn't in the tech industry? It's, it's, it's definitely the new flavor of the month. It's new, it's out there, and everybody's building businesses or doing stuff with chat GPT. So simple answer, yes, played with it quite a bit. And how good was it on the questions you asked it? Well, based on what you've said now, I have to say something that a lot of people get wrong. Chat GPT is not Google. It doesn't have the database of Google. It's not built on the database of Google. It is simply a language. It's a massive language program. So what it has is a, is a trained database of information, a lot of it drawn from places like Google. Microsoft's involved. Google, some of the source code came from Google. But essentially, it is great at writing stuff, any stuff. And that stuff that you ask it to write, from code to papers about interesting stuff, it is pretty good at doing. It sometimes uh, hallucinates, they call it, the technical world, word when it goes off and creates stuff that makes no sense to anybody. It, it's called hallucinating. And then it creates this very plausible but completely incorrect scenario about you, for example. But it's because... With any computer program, and specifically a chatbot, I mean, chatbots have been around a while, Siri, Alexa, Olivia, tons of chatbots, but this is a next-generation chatbot. 
And the reason is that it is actually programmed by people and reinforced by people. And the algorithms that are created within or that run ChatGPT are very smart at remembering what's been going on. Now, this is not intelligence. A lot of people think it's AI, et cetera, et cetera. It's not, in, it's not intelligent. And it learns words, but it doesn't even know what a word is. But it knows how a word is used and where it's used and how often it's used and the context of that word. So the hype has made this thing that this fantastic AI is going to take over and do all sorts of crazy stuff and everybody's jobs are going to be lost. But the truth is, this is a very clever algorithm using tons of data, word data, information, and stuff that's been supplied to it in ways that sound almost intelligent. And the responses you get are incredibly intelligent, even if they're incredibly inaccurate. They're still coherent, and they make some sort of sense, even if it's wrong. So that's the basis of where we are right now with ChatGPT. But the implications are where it gets super, super, super interesting. Okay, so the implications. Now, um, a number of people have been sort of watching videos that they've tried and they've done things and they've asked it questions, theoretical questions, um, the sort of questions you might ask if you were doing a, 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 a project for a 14-year-old on, you know, what is atomic energy? And it would write you an essay on atomic energy, for example. And then the reports that it's, of course, passed a, a module of a Wharton Business School MBA. And people are going, oh, it's going to be so clever. So what are, what are the applications? What is it that is really well, going to be the user case for ChatGPT? Because of the way that it's constructed and because of the way that it's taught, it's probably going to be used incredibly well in very, very um, curated databases. So, for example, if you've got a training database with tons and tons of information that's accurate and complete, and you want to set tests based on the data in that database, ChatGPT can then create incredibly accurate tests because it's using incredibly accurate data and do it in ways that would take humans a long time to create and make it random. So there are a lot of very strong uses within very narrow sort of use cases or where there's databases of information that are very, very accurate. When you start using it outside of those areas, it starts getting very random because the the, the algorithms are very clever at making stuff up and sounding sort of human, but they're not. And that's where I see massive implications. So if you're a training company, for example, and you're teaching people about a particular something, doesn't matter what that something is, you can then use a chat GPT bot to create or train or test or to do stuff that, that would really take a long time to do in the sort of traditional world of creating these sort of things. So right now, and the, the, again, the implication is as these chatbots get smarter and as their databases get more and more accurate and as they get more and more information, they will become better and better at what they're doing. That is the classic machine learning system and platform that these are built on. So they will, with time and usage, become incredibly accurate in certain areas. But again, it's not Google. It's not using all the information in the world. And again, Google is something that you need to know what you're asking. If you're asking a person's age and it's not on the internet, or it's never been on the internet, you'll never find that information. But if it is there, 
you will find the accurate information through a search engine. But a, a chatbot is not a search engine, and it doesn't return information like a search engine. But what it can do, it can write code, because code is something that is highly um, structured and understood. It can write code to a pretty accurate level. It can, it can write information in its database very accurately in a very human way. So chat GPT as an adjunct to a lot of things that you do in business, social media plans, you know, write a social media plan for the sale of chocolates, for example, is another thing I've tried. It comes up with really smart and well-structured stuff. You can put it in tables. You can do all sorts of things with it. So, again, the, the trick is how to ask what you want and what and understand the parameters of what you're asking, and then it can be incredible. Otherwise, it can be super misleading, and it can go off on tangents that make zero, zero sense. What if we marry ChatGPT and Google? Does that change the game? Well, <laughs> a, Google have got a product coming soon called Sparrow, which um, definitely does have a combination of ChatGPT and um, Google. Remember, all algorithmic-based information platforms depend, their accuracy depends on a couple of things. The first and most basic thing is the amount of accurate data. There's bias in everything. And I mean, Microsoft and Google are working on ethical guidelines to something like chat GPT. So it won't get involved in racism. It won't be biased against men or women. There's a ton of ethical stuff. And that's where a lot of the futurists have been going completely crazy because this type of stuff is actually hugely sensitive globally. But what, and again, that's, those are the implications. Yeah. Google right now is pretty dumb when you ask it. You ask it stuff and it's clever at finding that stuff, but it's not very good at contextualizing it. No. Whereas ChatGPT is, it remembers what you asked before and in context starts refining what it does based on what you asked before, like humans do. And that type of technology is definitely coming to the next generation search engine. And because of that, search engines will be become more information engines than simply pages and pages and pages of links to information or things that you, you do or don't want to know. And that that in itself is incredibly powerful. Uh, somebody just sent me uh, an extract from an article. Uh, I'll just read it to you very quickly. While grading essays for his world religious course last month, Anthony Alman, a professor of philosophy at North Michigan University, read what he said was easily the best paper in the class. It explored the morality of burqa bans with clean paragraphs, fitting examples and rigorous arguments. A red flag instantly went up. Mr. Alman confronted his student over whether he had written the essay himself. The student confessed to using ChatGPT, a chatbot that delivers information, explains concepts, and generates ideas in simple sentences. So there is the application. It's not the AI that many are suggesting it is. It's a game changer, but it's not a world changer. Can I summarize it that way, Stephen? You are correct, but it is a it is a world changer. We're moving into a world where asking the right questions and understanding what you want to know and how that fits into what you are doing is going to be more important than simply asking a question for information. So the contextualization of information, and as I said earlier, the ability within a very narrow framework of information. So 
you take something like a philosophical discussion about something, it, as long as that information is there and that information is clear and accurate and curated and in a way that the chat GPT bot can use, it will structure based on the laws and the rules and the massive amount of data that it's got, it will structure a response that is a perfectly written piece based on information that's incredibly accurate. Human beings will probably struggle to work at that level simply because we don't have that a massive amount of information or we're not pedantic enough to write it perfectly as it should be written. But from a, a human and from a, a business and from a social point of view, having access to tools like this will take the drudgery out of so many things that will be written in a way that's clean, easy to understand, and in the training space bring enormous amount of benefit to the to the average person, that it will change the way that we work. So the implications, as I said, of smart sort of massive learning programs and the whole AI concept of being this massive access to data is going to change a lot of what we do. Like everything, the, 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 the smartphone changed the way we communicate. This type of information-based, uh, algorithmic-based program is going to change the way that we deal with data. It's going to change the way that we interact with data. And it'll change the way that we do a lot of things. But on another completely note, different note, there are a lot of programs out there that if you run sort of plagiarism testers, if you run these articles through those programs, it'll pick up instantly that this is an mm. AI-driven or chatbot-driven type product. So there are lots of ways to figure out if someone's handing in work that is purely driven by a chatbot. Um, but human intuition and human intelligence will have to adapt to the way that the basic stuff is done. And that's going to be a fundamental shift down the road. Fantastic. Stephen Ambrose, thank you so much. Managing Director at Advance Intellect, Business Unusual this evening. Chat GPT.